Hey, what's up? Welcome to Pro Wrestling Nation. I, of course, am your host. My name is Funky Sam Medina, and I am here today with pro wrestler Hold My Beer Hansen. How you doing, man? Doing real good. Just got off work myself. Uh, then yeah, uh, yeah. cracking a few cold ones in a few in a minute. Ah, and nice. uh, gonna have a good afternoon. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Is somebody holding your beer right now? Uh, currently no, because I have to go get up and get some. I uh, they're up at the uh, the shed where I keep all my beer and my cooler. I would imagine you have uh, so much beer you can't even keep it in the house. Uh, well, then paychecks they tend to uh, hurt the uh, the beer fund. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's you know true. the the, thing, the bills. You know. I guess right off the bat, uh, what kind of what's your beer of choice? Uh, well, uh, my favorite is free. Uh, there you go. Second is uh, open. Uh, but really <laughs> cheap beer, uh, anything natural light, Michelob's, uh, let's see, but light, but heavy. I'm down with Yingling. There's a lot of my won't, uh, of the, like, you know, the, was it Anheuser-Busch variety? I'm fine with them all. Uh, it's just when we start getting into the craft beers where I start, uh, I start getting, you know, finicky on it. Cause it's, it's either it tastes like a pine tree. Or it tastes like somebody just dumped a whole bunch of uh, grass in a in a like fizzy bottle. Yeah, you know, I a lot of my friends are like, "Oh, this beer is so great! This beer is so great!" There's some of these fancy beers I can't drink them because they do taste super weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's just a lot of things. I was like, "Oh, you're tasting the hops." I said, "Well, you know what? Yeah, well, right. stop that. Let me drink my, you know, my my water, <laughs> as you call it." Yeah. Have you had a chance to try the Stone Cold Steve Austin one? The broken. Uh, not yet so it's pretty good my dad actually we have in my house it's uh where he used to collect his you know liquor bottles and beers and uh i'm looking at the wall right now and it's just full of different beers he's collected over traveling all over the u.s and over the other countries and like we have crazy stuff he just runs into in the wild um but on his list he has the stone cold beers we're trying to get a hold of those, and mm. I never stopped to actually get them. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, so it sounds like you come from a long line of beermen. Uh, absolutely. Uh, see, my grandfather he used to uh, spend time at the bar, and uh, my dad, when he was eleven years old, used to drive him back home. <laughs> uh, and then my dad he'd go uh, party out a little bit, and I would take him home at eleven years old. Nice, hell yeah, that's cool. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, do you know who the youngest person in the history of pro wrestling to have merch is? Uh, well, that would be my unborn son, I believe. Uh, because, I believe so too, uh, man. I don't think I've ever seen anybody uh, with merch that's still in the womb. Uh, yeah, so I'm already designing T-shirts because uh, I talked to my wife and I said, you know what? Let's make a name that I could easily market. I wanted something that seems strong, you know, because I know he's going to be an Aries. You know, I want something strong. Ooh, uh, so I said, yeah, we went like down a whole list of names. Like we had one that was really good. We were going to we were going to hit him with a Austin Samuel, you know, my brother's oh. middle name and my first name. Nice. Uh, but, you know, my last name starts with an S. So ASS we're really worked <laughs> out for the kid. <laughs> so we came up with uh, Cash Riley. And, nice. you know, I was like, if he ain't going to be a pro wrestler, he's going to be a country singer or something. Like, the kid's destined for stardom at some point. Yeah, with uh, a name like that, absolutely. 
yeah, watch her just be a mechanic somewhere, just, you know, working a nine to five. I mean, ain't no shame in it. No, I'd be like, hey, Cash, you got that oil change done yet? And he'd be <laughs> so, like, he'd be like, hold my beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the for the longest time, I think he's going to be getting me a beer, Hanson. Uh, you know, <laughs> go get Daddy you a beer. Make him a little T shirt when he's a, when he's a child that says that. <laughs> get me a beer, Hanson. I, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's coming. I got to design it up. That's awesome. I like that. Uh, congratulations. Throw man. that on my pro wrestling tees. Congratulations on uh, on the on the son on the way, and you said he's due yeah, around we, April time. Yes, he's uh, due around April sixth. Uh, he's, he's already like two something pounds and he giving her hell every night. You know, when she goes to lay down, he's just kicking and, uh, hitting her right in the ribs. <laughs> he's going to be just like his daddy. <laughs> well, if, he, if he, if he tries to come out a few days early, uh, tell your wife to hold on until at least April 1st, because you know, those, uh, March Aries aren't as cool as the April Aries. Well, she is a March Aries. actually. Oh. She was- <laughs> Strike my record from the strike my comment from the record. Don't tell her I said that. No, you're good, brother. She <laughs> she hates everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny because I'll tell people online. I'd be like, "You're not a real Aries. You're a March Aries. What are you talking about?" <laughs> it's just my Aries and me talking, though. You know. Hell yeah! So let's go back, man. Where where are you from? Where are you born and raised? Uh, I was born in this town right here, uh, Tifton, Georgia. Uh, to one Tiffany and Rudy. Uh, I grew up with them, uh, moved to a little town called Enigma, Georgia, E-N-I-G-M-A. Uh, it is literally a one stop sign town <laughs> in the middle of a field. And my dad bought this plot of land and I've lived here like most of my life. Once my par- folks, uh, they, uh, bro- they divorced, you know, I lived in Florida for a little bit up and down the treasure coast. And then, uh, I moved back to my dad. So I've been in this Georgia area for, you know, since 2012. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, when I, once I got on my own, I went to a town called Valdosta, Georgia. Uh, that's where actually I learned to grow up a lot and where I started training for wrestling. And that's where, you know, the whole, hold my beer Hanson was born. <laughs> nice. Uh, how would you compare like living in Florida, living in Georgia? Huh. Well, um, I think I, I have a mental block that just makes me hate Florida. Uh, <laughs> cause no, you're not, you're it, no not matter what, there. it's just, I have a friend actually, sorry, but I have a friend who similar, similar situation, his parents divorced and his mom went to Florida and he went with her for a while. He hates it too. So I think it's, I mean, I think it's, it's Florida. It's a wild area. I mean, everything's just hot all the time. The hurricanes, uh, 85 miles an hour on the interstate and it's flatland. So you feel like you're not going anywhere. Mm, yeah. Uh, the gators climb fences now, apparently. Uh, well, I mean that and crackheads, I mean, but Hey, that's just yeah. normal Wednesday afternoon, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool. So, uh, uh, how did you, how did you get a love for professional wrestling? Where did that come from? I think that's just been ever since day one. Cause I, I was born in 95. So I was peak attitude era. And my first wrestling memory is, uh, Stone Cold drove up on a bridge to fight the rock. Next oh, thing you know, nice. uh, the rock tosses the belt in the river. And then, uh, 
I'm sitting here as a kid and the rock tosses Stone Cold in, into the river and he dies, you know, that's what, that was what they wrote on the storyline. And I remember crying to my mom. I was just in tears. I was bawling that my hero was thrown in the river and he was dead. I, I, you thought I would have never had a good week. And then next week he came back from the dead. He fought the rock in his eulogy. One of my, am I, okay, I'm not muted anymore. One of my favorite uh, uh, segments in, in the history of Monday Night Raw, there's a 30-year Raw special. I haven't watched it yet, but I hope this is on there. Was The Rock giving the the, the eulogy to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he was wearing that that broken, what is it, the uh, the Smoking Skull title and everything. Remember, he had yeah. it. He had it. He revealed it uh, in his jacket, under his jacket. Uh, yeah, what I can't remember if it was the I mean, Intercontinental you were title boy. or was it the uh Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was Intercontinental or was it the main title. I think but, I mean yeah. I mean I I Stone Cold Steve Austin if it was the after Rock's IC so. title over a bridge at one point. Uh but I believe that the Rock pretended to stole the smoking skull belt and then he was wearing the belt in the eulogy. Something like that. Yeah, I think ago. so. Yeah. I you think know it's crazy right. that you were a, a, like a kid during that time frame because my best friend and I, we've always said that wrestling kind of grew up with us. Because you know, in the in the mm-hmm. 90, in the early nineties, was, was for kids. You know, we were kids, and then in the attitude yeah. era, we were teenagers, and it was more risque. Uh, but I thought it was pretty intense for like a child to watch the attitude era. Well, I mean, it it got progressively even more violent. I mean, yeah. as a kid, I remember going to like elementary and middle school, and the ruthless aggression era was like on full swing. And the amount of blood shed back then was like crazy. I remember tuning in on Friday nights on UPN, I believe. Yeah, and right. this is whenever I lived in Florida. So me and my buddies, we all go to uh, my babysitter's house and we tr- wrestle on a trampoline. But as soon mm-hmm. as like eight o'clock or something rolled around, we were inside because John Cena was white hot then. And Eddie Guerrero and J- JBL were fighting all the time. And it was just a bloodbath most of the time. We're like, yeah. oh my God, this is it crazy. Was. It was definitely uh, the late 90s, early 2000s was definitely a really great time frame. So that's a good oh, time absolutely. to be hooked as a kid. Absolutely. Hell yeah. That's cool. So uh, you said that you kind of grew up, you know, you moved to Florida, you came back to Georgia, and that's when you started pursuing wrestling. How did uh, pursuing wrestling come about? Ooh, uh, so I was. I was working, you know, just a normal nine to five job at a Walmart and got my heart broken by some girl. Uh, may she, may she never come into my life again. And I hope she <laughs> freezes to death. Uh, <laughs> you wrote a poem and everything apparently. Uh, yeah, I have a eulogy for that one too. Uh, so <laughs> I was at the gym, you know, when you break, when you get your heart broken, you go to the gym, you get your head right. And, uh, I saw this guy out there. Uh, 400 something pounds, blonde hair, big giant dude. His name was pure goodness. And, uh, I was wearing a Kevin Owens shirt. So he came over and talked to me about it and all that. And that was my first time meeting. I kept going to the gym and I went to a local show and pure goodness was in a battle Royal. Oh, okay. And, uh, there was, yeah, there was two 80 pound dudes that drop kicked them over the top rope. Oh, wow. And I said, man, I had money riding on this. So I talked to him and everything <laughs> like that. And I said, Hey, how do I get into something like this? Cause I was, I was after my grandfather died, I saw how many people were there, and, you know, 
the amount of things he accomplished in his life. Not like, you know, crazy things, but just how many, how many lives he's touched in his lifetime, how many friends he had. And it spoke to him. And I was like, you know what? what? Living the nine to five and just doing this menial stuff all the time. It's just going to be killing me. So I want to do something. Yeah. And I just wanted my uncle or I think it was my dad's best friend. Uh, he said, Hey, why don't you get into wrestling? You're big. You could get in there. You could probably do some cool shit. And I'm sorry for my language. No, uh, no, you're absolutely fine. Just no beer drinking. No, I'm only kidding. You could drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I found my way in uh, with pure goodness. He pointed me towards a guy and, um, that led to me getting trained up and meeting a few of my best friends, Proc and Jay. And, uh, I debuted nine months after training. Oh, nice. And, uh, became Hold My Beer Hanson. That's awesome. <clears throat> when you, when he said, he, when you said he pointed you to a guy, um, does that mean that you didn't go like a traditional route of like a wrestling school? You like you trained one on one? Uh, it was a wrestling school. Okay. Um, do I want to say like we were trained, you know, efficiently? That's a story for a different day for like <laughs> maybe a shooting podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it did teach me enough to learn how to do the basics and it got me my foot in the door with a lot of people and it got me with Jay and Proc to where we could start riding the roads together. Yeah. And we, you know, it eventually everything came came to fruition that's really awesome that's really awesome yeah i would yeah, i don't really like to credit the 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 school so so to say that makes sense it was, it was yeah yeah no that makes sense i mean uh you mentioned kevin owens earlier and he hates his trainers jacques rougeau he always talks bad about him because like jacques tried to take booking money or whatever i don't really know but i know he doesn't like him i know he doesn't like him to this day i mean hell we we paid 50 bucks to bump in somebody's ring in the backyard and, uh, shit, he was, uh, the trainer, you know, so to say was inside playing video games most of the days. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I can see why yeah. you want to credit that school. Yeah. No, that yeah. Makes sense. Hey, but, but you said that you learned enough basically to not, you know, hurt another person. And then you just kind of like learned as you, as you went, right? Yeah. We, uh, we learned the basics on how to protect ourselves and each other, protect your dance partner. Yeah. And just overall, just learn how to get in there and wrestle. Um, the character work came easy for me because I was a, I was a, in a band. I was in art classes, acting, stuff like that before. So once I got the character work in there, I just let that ride and carry me. And, you know, the matches were a learning experience to themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. What kind of music were you playing? Uh, so I played in a few metal bands. Oh, okay. Uh, I was, I, I yeah, said country based off your Twitter. Uh, so I love, <laughs> you know, I like, I like older country. I like, uh, you know, a lot of bluegrass, you know, sad country and outlaw stuff. Uh, but as I get older, but also I still love kill switch engage the, uh, I love all that remains. Uh, Metallica is my favorite of all time. It's, and you know, wage war these days, spirit box, just some of this newer stuff I'm really loving too. That's cool. Um, I also love rap music. I just can't, you know, speak well. So, 
can't do it but love it me too so. yeah exactly absolutely I, I mean i love watching the lyric videos but i just can't keep up <laughs> what is your uh what's your instrument what do you play uh so i played bass in the metal bands but i started as a guitar player because you know guitar here was crazy like was the craze when i was a kid yeah, yeah and my uncle my uncle that passed away he was like you know what you need to learn a real instrument you need to stop playing them players pressing buttons and i was like well if you get me a guitar i'll learn and he's the one that got me, you know, learning guitar. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah, there was a guitar class in school when I was in high school, freshman year. And uh, it was just a bunch of guys going in there, ripping it up. And we would just get competitive with each other. And I was just learning. So it was, it was just a great time all around. I've always had that competitive edge whenever I'm trying to learn because I want to, I want to take skills from other people and then see what I could put my twist on. And you know, make something up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's cool. Um, what uh, you said—the character work and the the hold my beer, Hanson. How did that come about? So, it's the character I would say is really just an extension of myself, but mostly, I think it's a condensed version of my dad. Uh, you know, when he's he's five foot five foot eight and redheaded. And his first name is Rudolph. So, you know, he had a tough <laughs> upbringing in school. Uh, so he, he was, uh, he's, he would fight a bandsaw if he had to, you know, he, he could, he could sandpaper a bobcat's ass if he needed to. Uh, you just don't fight Rudolph. And, uh, so I just took the energy of my dad and, uh, put it in a, uh, American flag swinging, beer drinking, jeans short wearing redneck. And I said, you know what? We're going to have fun with this. We're going to sell a lot of T-shirts. And uh, we're just going to get the crowd to chant, hold my beer. Nice. Uh, do, yeah, do, you, do you get the crowd to do that with you? Oh, uh, absolutely. The crowd, uh, every time. I, my favorite thing is whenever you get the, the, the section of little kids. And they're all going, <laughs> hold my beer. Hold my beer. And it's it's the funniest thing you can ever see. Nice. Do you come out with beers and stuff? Do you give them out to the crowd or anything? It depends on the uh, – I don't give them the crowd because, you know I mean, hey, I, I got to pay my bills, brother. Yeah, I mean, right. you got to get beers, my beer. Beers cost money. <laughs> if they go to bring some, though, I'll gladly take some. Oh, did people uh, give you beer in the, from the audience? I'll actually – yeah, there was <laughs> there was a match recently. Uh, I was getting my ass whooped, wait for my tag partner to tag me in. The, the bad guy was choking me on the ropes, but it gave me a little bit of time to breathe. But there was a crowd, there was a fan in the crowd and, uh, they had a bucket of beer and I was like, I was reaching out and I was like, give me a beer. And they tossed it to me and I caught it perfectly just right in my hand. I was like, Oh my God. Oh, you got so lucky. (laughs) Oh, this is so great. But then the bad guy just kicked it straight out of my hand. I was like, Oh, that's so sad. If I'd have drank that beer, it'd have been over with. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking you could do something like, uh, like Popeye's, Popeye's spinach. Right? Hell yeah. Yeah. It's That's happened. Cool. It's that, happened. That'd be I've seen, spot. I've taken kegs. I've thrown them at people. Um, let's see. I, I mean, there's been a many of things involving beer in my matches. Uh, some places don't allow beer because we're in some public play, uh, yeah, spaces. Right. Uh, sense. mess fair. Uh, but then hold my beer isn't just like, you know, it ain't just literally beer. It's a term of endearment. You think, uh, you know, you, you, you're down on me. You think I can't do it. Well, you know, what? hold my beer and watch me. Yeah. And that's, that's actually where the ter- the name came from because yeah. yeah, I could drink beer and all that, 
but it was a case of like, hey, I know I'm not fighting uphill battle. I don't look like superstar of the year. I'm not everybody's, you know, cup of tea. But you know what? Hey, give me the chance, and I'm gonna prove that I belong here. Yeah, that's incredible. You're right. Hold my beer. I'm gonna go do that. Right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's just for everybody, really. I mean, that's why I try to like cater to like any demographic I can because at any moment in life, you know, you get your ass whoopings, the bills come in, you know, stuff just seems like it's it's looking bad, you know. But if you just give it a moment and just dunker, you know, hunker down and everything, just tell hold my beer, you could get it done. Absolutely. It's very true. So uh, what what year did you start training? What year did you start becoming a wrestler? I think it was 2018. Okay. Uh, okay. 2018, I uh, started in March. Nice. And then all the way up to January, that was that company's you know, yearly show where they restarted all the stories. I came in and made the save. Uh, pure goodness was, uh, taking proc and he was putting him in that stretch, uh, that stunt puller, you know, where he sits on your neck, pulls the feet up. Yeah. I was like, Oh no, poor proc. I saw him get put in that thing and I waited an extra 30 seconds. I waited about 15 more seconds and I was like, yep. Okay. Proc's had enough. I ran down. I slid into the ring. I, I sidestep, boom, hit him with that uh, Rockets red glare. Got the one, two, three. That's awesome. That was your debut. Yeah, it was. Wow. That was. It's that simple. That's really. That's really cool. Uh, how yeah, did it feel? I, I, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was say you. You talked about you debuted with pure goodness. Like, how? What was that like for you to to kind of be in the ring with the guy that kind of helped inspire you to do it? It was, it was a lot of emotions because it was a lot of guys that I was training with because it was like a six man tag situation and Jay and prop, their tag partner didn't show up. So luckily I was in the building. Um, so, you know, they were getting hurt on, uh, they were facing against a guy named Cassius Mack, which I still love to this day. Uh, if he hears us, just no dude, I still miss you. Um, and then what brother Asriel and pure goodness. So they were just beating up on them. They were beating them down. And I just had to get in there and make the save on my buddies. And it was just a group of guys that, you know, I still, I still consider like good people. Um, whenever, you know, the adrenaline wore off and I finally got to the back, that's when all the emotions started welling up. So it was a really good moment. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, what was the pandemic like for you, uh, being a pro wrestler? It didn't stop anything. No, honestly, in Georgia, it, right? <laughs> well, we were seeing, no, we were, it, everybody was seeing Florida. <laughs> Florida well, was so, so everybody uh, shut down. Uh, they wanted to keep everybody safe uh, due to the protocols and everything like that. Um, but with me. I didn't want to just, you know, sit back and wait on anything. I had yeah, that all the ability. Super, you were super new still. Yeah. And it was like, I can't just let that take away everything away from me. So I told, I told my buddies, I was like, you know what? Even though the pandemic is going on, I'm going to try my best to keep myself in the limelight. Cause if you get forgotten, you know, people are going to just like pass you by. And I was, I was so much fire in my heart. I was hungry for everything and I wanted 
more and more from wrestling. And I didn't have much to really do at the house. I mean, it was, it was a case of like when you're young and you don't have much else, you're willing to put a lot more on the line. So here I was making videos, just stupid vignettes, um, pictures. Uh, and then, you know, 4th of July rolls around, we're drinking and everything. And I messaged this company, Southern Honor. And uh, I sent them a video because I knew they were like, they were going to have something coming back from the pandemic. Uh, so I said, I sent them a video issuing a challenge saying, hey, put me in there. And they've been paying attention to some of my stuff. And so we devised a plan and it was a great plan for me to uh, campaign my way into their rumble, so to speak. And it was honestly it's done really well. People thought that I wasn't getting in because the promoter was an asshole. Hey, Gary. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, everything worked out. We did this a big surprise. The crowd, like you wouldn't, it's, it was deafening whenever I hit the stage. Uh, I threw a bunch of t-shirts. It was just a, a great moment just for a rumble. Like mm-hmm. it was just a rumble, but that moment, was so magical in a lot of people's eyes that it kind of set me up for success in that area. Uh, and then not long after, uh, I met my tag partner and, uh, we started the all-star special. Nice. And you're a current tag team champion. Is that with the all-star special? Uh, so I was tag team champion, uh, Southern Honor. Okay. I was our first title win was viral pro wrestling. And then this Saturday, uh, that would be January 14th. Yes. January 14th. We are actually going to be at IWE and we are facing the exotic youth. One of the best teams out here today, and they have every right to be one of the best. Uh, we're facing them for the tag team titles. And, uh, I mean, that's not me, you know, being really nice. I'm really going to say that there's a lost art that a lot of people put over their opponent. And I will say the Exotic Youth is one of, if not the best tag team out there today. That's awesome. Yeah, no, you're right, though. Like, a lot of old school people say, you know, if you if you bury your partner, like, if you if you if you talk about your opponents and say, oh, they're, they're shitty or whatever, and then you lose you to them, you, you're right, you lost to a shitty person and if you beat them, you bit a shitty person. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. Th- that is kind of a lost artist putting over your opponents. I do agree with that. Yeah. That's super um, cool. But yeah, we've, we've held title belts. I think we, we are the last wrestling United tag team champions with that company, uh, folded. So we were the last tag team champions there. Um, we've had a lot of success, but success is measured different ways. And what we yeah. like to measure is, that monetary because Lord have mercy. People love some all-star special merchandise. Uh, Hell yeah. You never would have thought just to play on Waffle House <laughs> <laughs> that people would just, uh, you know, go nuts on it. Cause I mean, uh, Waffle William House Huckabee, is definitely an icon in wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, my partner, William Huckabee, you know, his initials are WH and uh, he used <laughs> to wear yellow tights <laughs> and the WH on the side. And, uh, they started chanting Waffle House one night when I was getting my ass whooped because Huck came out there to save me. And 
you know, we just got the name from uh, uh, my wrestling dad, Matt Hankins. That's probably the one man I will credit to a lot of my success. Um, he said, why don't you call yourselves the All-Star Special? And then I put up the logo, made it up. I said, all right, cool. I think we can do this. Put in the first shirt order. And I think we made 700 something dollars that night. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, don't say they sold like hotcakes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got it. Hell yeah. Hey, I've never been to Waffle House. I'm in, I'm in California. You know, Waffle House is more, uh, you know, Midwest or whatever, I guess, middle America. Yeah. Um, is All Star special like a dish that they, like a, a thing that you can order? It there? is the signature dish of Waffle House. It oh, is a okay. waffle. Uh, it is your meat. And it is your two sides, which is either hash browns and eggs or eggs and grits. Uh, your meat typically is sausage, bacon, or ham. And then you get your waffle any way you want it. Uh, with your hash browns, they got a bunch of different toppings. So a lot of people like to get it scattered, smothered, and covered, which is also another move we use in our <laughs> arsenal. Uh, yeah, Waffle House is like a diner experience. I don't know if you have something like a uh, steak and shake out there. No, not or, even not, not that um, I know of. We we're known for what would be like a diner. Oh, is that like, a diner uh, experience? Because I've never been no, out there. It's more of a more of a fast food. I mean, like diner. I don't even know Denny's. <laughs> I think Denny's. Uh, well, think house. about uh, Denny's is for uh, is a Waffle House for people that can't fight. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. where I go when I'm drunk after comedy <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, uh, that would be. I would think I'd be your closest bet. Um, yeah, because you get to see the people cook. If I mean, if I don't know, I'll really go into Denny's. Yeah, I saw a big fight at Waffle House online though recently, which is pretty cool. Crazy enough, that girl got fired. But I mean, hey, she was actually trying to help somebody find their wallet that she found. Uh, she was just trying to find the person, and it all escalated, apparently. Wow. Are you the official spokesperson for Waffle House? Uh, I believe in the people of Waffle House and that it is a demographic that we cater to because everybody's welcome at the Waffle House. It's just yeah, don't yeah. try to fight your server because you will get stomped. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't be rude to your server because you will get stomped. You know, it's If you got that energy, they're going to give it right back to you. Right. I mean, like, you know, like we've just mentioned, the Waffle House is an icon in pro wrestling. So uh, they've been they around got, a few fights in their day. Yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like Waffle House would stomp Popeyes. <laughs> I never <laughs> thought about that matchup. That'd be great. WrestleMania, Waffle House versus Popeyes. I love it. Oh. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, you know, what's funny, though, is like I saw you on Twitter and I, I saw, you know, the the cash Riley merchandise and I saw the, the hold my beer stuff. And I, I loved it. I loved it all. I had no idea the huge waffle house, um, I guess joke or, or tie in or yeah. whatever you want to call it. I love that too, man. I feel like, you know, for what you lack in experience, cause you said you're only a few years in that you definitely make up for in, in the character and the fun aspect of pro wrestling. Yeah. I will say I probably have a good team behind me being as my, like my family, my parents, uh, my wife, and all the all the vets I listen to in the locker room, yeah. I have a good select amount of people that I pull from, and I bounce ideas off of. And so, like when it comes to marketing, I was a I was a radio DJ at one point too. Okay. So, like everything just ties in for some reason. 
I got a lot of good luck for I don't know what it's worth. But, yeah, I just wanted a good marketing machine because there's a lot of guys that go out there and they promote themselves. Like, all they do is, like, share the flyer and say, hey, I'm having a match this date, this time. But, you know, we forget that, you know, we're trying to entertain these people most of the time. And it's usually, like, I try to think of every match as, think about that six-year-old kid that's in the front row and it's their first time at a wrestling show. You're trying to give them that experience, that magical moment, like, of a superhero right in front of them. And uh, I try to take that with everything I do, including the promos, the the dumb photos, everything I can. Um, and also just keep it, you know, keep it like real. Uh, not in terms of like, you know, I'm gonna whoop somebody's ass, but it's more like <laughs> I'm a dude. I'm literally just trying to pay my bills and get my life in order. You know, it's, yeah. it's stuff out here. Cause you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do to keep the lights on. Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. not going to like say that I'm not going to be one to say like, yeah, I'm gonna sleep on a couch and you know, I'll die for this because to be honest, I got a nice job, you know, I would rather, I'd rather be going to work instead of, you know, breaking my neck. Definitely. You know, I do, there is something to that too, because like Steve Austin's always said, like the best, uh, the best wrestling personalities are yourself times or turned up to 10, you know, turned up to 11. Yeah. Yeah. Turned to 11. Hell yeah. So that's cool, man. Cause you're just a dude that drinks beer. You grew up around mm-hmm. beer and you kind of like found a way to, uh, to give an experience to these people. I love that. Yeah, I just wanted to be, I wanted to be, uh, something to, I wanted to relate to the normal person out there. I understand that there is stars and there are, there's a need for stars. There are people out there that are jacked. There are people that look so outlandish. They look like a peacock. They look like, uh, an Adonis. And you know what? There's also, there's also, you know, Jeffrey Joe Bob out there that, you know, he works his ass off every week and he's just trying to make men's meet for his family and he needs a hero out there. And if he sees somebody like hold my beer Hanson, that's somebody he can get behind and believe in. Yeah, right. Exactly. He sees himself out there. Yeah. Cause we yeah, all have yeah. a dream. We all want to see it. I mean, we all just want to get that little bit of life to give you a little kiss back, you know? Yeah. Do you ever travel outside of Georgia? Like what's the, where have you gone to for wrestling? Uh, so far I've been to West Virginia. Uh, let's see, West Virginia, Alabama, Florida. Have I been, have I been to Tennessee, baby? Yeah, I've been to Tennessee. <laughs> nice. Uh, you're managing up down the mid Atlantic, <laughs> essentially. What was that? Uh, yeah. Well, she tends to remember shit a little bit more than me because I've taken a few shots to the brain too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You say, what'd you say, the, the mid Atlantic? Just mostly the mid Atlantic area. That's uh, funny. I haven't done the Carolinas, crazy enough. I think that's, uh, one thing I missed out on. I would love to get in that area. Uh, but also I'd love to get into that, uh, ICW no holds barred stuff. I've been watching them guys on IWTV and oh my God. Oh wow. That's cool. So, I don't, I haven't so seen that. That match stuff would be cool. Check but that man, out. I got a wife and kid now. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, what are some things in wrestling that you are hoping to accomplish maybe in 2023? Hmm. Well, I want a new tag run. I want to do good things this year with a uh, all-star special. I want to sell a lot more merch. I want to sell more merch. That's for sure. 
um, maybe branch out and get some singles bookings and do more singles stuff. Um, but everything's going really good with the tag team. So I don't really know where life will lead me. I kind of just fly by the seat of my pants on that one. You know, you get your assignment, you go to work and do the best you can with it. Um, I would like to travel and see some, uh, cooler places, maybe some North Carolina. Um, maybe fly out somewhere if somebody would pay for it. <laughs> uh, it'd be cool. I don't really, uh, have a lot of high aspirations. I just want to be realistic, sell some t-shirts, make my money. Uh, I mean, where I, wherever with, I uh, can. There's nothing wrong with being a family man and just wrestling when you can. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of free time cause I got a great job that allows me my free time. Um, uh, I work for the government. And so, you know, on the weekends, I get my weekends off. I get a lot of holidays. And, yeah, things might change whenever, you know, Cash Riley gets here. Because, um, you know, I might need to spend more time with my son on that first year. Uh, but you never really know what's going to happen in wrestling, who's going to need you. And I would hope that somebody gives me the ball and uh, allows All-Star Special or Hold My Beer Hanson to be a star player in a storyline or a program that they need. Yeah. And I think you would add to anything just because you're always thinking of, you know, ways to, to make it like a gimmick or ways to like spin it or things like that. I love that. I'm pretty good at getting my ass whooped, making people believe it. <laughs> that too. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome, man. Do you have any, I know you said you have something this Saturday. Do you have any other dates coming up? Uh, yes, the uh, Georgia Wrestling History Awards are going to be going on on the 20th, and uh, that's going to be a big deal. We're supposed to be presenting for announcer of the year. Mm. Uh, in February, we got a few bookings coming up uh, with the recent news uh, coming on. Uh, hopefully, me and my tag partner can you know, do some really good things. Uh, Huck's doing really good. I'm really excited to see what the world brings us in, you know, the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, we're trying to get on some, like, some quality bookings. I would love to get into some NWA if we could uh, get some uh, quality, like, get that, you know, TV-ready gear made, get the get the look together, get the package to present them, and just do do what they ask of us. And I would love to, you know, possibly shoot my shot there. Yeah, that would be incredible. You know, get on get on YouTube and get on the NWA Power even. Yeah, Hell something yeah. like that. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I hope to see that someday. Like someday I know soon. Impact does a lot of stuff in Atlanta too. I know okay. AEW's in Florida. Uh, I sadly not. I will not be signing in WWE. <laughs> uh, not because uh, anything really. I mean, I don't think they're looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> It's easy to say no if he's like, they're not looking at me. So, yeah, the answer is no. <laughs> yeah, currently the answer is no. Have <laughs> they're not looking for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you for joining me, man. It's been super fun talking to you and getting to know you a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to come on your podcast and, you know, shoot shoot the shit a little essentially. And yeah. uh, hopefully bring my my brand to a whole new audience. Like, I would love to get out there in California. Uh, my brother used to live out there, and okay. uh, he tells what? me it was a great time for him. What part did I he just, live in? I think – well, he was working uh, for Tesla, so he was working oh. near 
Reno. Okay. Uh, so I don't know like all the whereabouts, but he just said he lived out there in the West Coast. Listen, brother, I know nothing about that side of the U.S. <laughs> everything, everything above a certain uh, section in North Georgia, I just call everything Atlanta. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really good with geographical oddities, but uh, I'll uh, I just find my way with a GPS tracker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, other than that, I think I got. Hey, you want me to plug my stuff? Yeah, go ahead and plug your social media. All right, cool. Social media, what do I got? Handsome Beer Man on Twitter? I think so. Right? Yeah, yes. I think that's what it is. All right, cool. Handsome Beer Man on Twitter. Hold my beer, Hanson, all one word on Instagram. Uh, you can find the All-Star Special on Instagram. William Huckabee on uh, Facebook. And Hold My Beer Hanson on Facebook, uh, YouTube. I got a Pro Wrestling Tees. And you can also check out my son's registry uh, on my Twitter account. And help me buy some diapers. <laughs> Hold my beer and buy some diapers. Yes. Hell yeah. Man, you know what? There we go. I'm going to, that, there it is. And that's there another shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at PWM Podcast. And everything else I do is at hypotheticalcomedy.com. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thank you so much.